are now tuned in to the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast, where we encourage, celebrate, and share real stories from the women behind the hustle. I am your host, Elsie, and thank you guys so much for listening in week after week. I want to share a listener review before we get into the podcast today. This is from Amax Dallas, whose Instagram is BabeHairXO. It reads, I am fangirling this podcast like crazy. If this new interview with Stephanie Floor is a taste of what's to come, sign me up for the buffet. Thank you for creating something that sees the person behind it all. Ultimately, when we're stripped down to our truest selves, we get to see who we are, not what we do. You're shining a light on some deep truths. I like being seen and I know other women do as well. Thank you for seeing us underneath it all. Thank you so much, Babe XO. I really appreciate your kind words. Yes, girl, I see you. And for you guys, for all of the feedback, the reposts, the comments, the shares, I see them all. I read them. And yes, I see you too. Today on the show, sharing the real deal behind the hustle is Dallas Bourne, Parker of Parker Parker. Parker Parker is a women's custom fashion line that specializes in making one-of-a-kind, elaborate pieces for bold women who love pushing the boundaries of fashion. Parker uses the hardships that she endured throughout her childhood to push her to keep going and chasing the life that she knew she's always been destined to live. Her self-taught fashion journey began with a girl's Gatsby-inspired line. Her Gatsby line gained success globally in Australia, brands Ireland, Canada, Germany, and the U.S. Some of her custom pieces were featured on the red carpet for the movie premiere of Annie and on several published top team models. After five years of having her children slide, Parker decided to close up shop and focus solely on custom garments for women. Each new collection by Parker Parker the brand is inspired by more than just trends. It's for the women who have fought generations before her to make it possible for her to pursue her dreams and succeed. And all the women now who are authentically, boldly, and beautifully themselves in all they do. They aren't afraid to tell their story to the world, to be known, and to be seen. Hey, Parker, how are you? Thanks so much for being on Girl Behind the Hustle today. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really excited to finally get to chat with you. All right. Well, tell the listeners just a little bit about you. I just finished reading your amazing bio. If you could just share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Parker. Uh, I am a fashion designer. Um, I do create women's. uh, Right now, I have a women's ready-to-wear streetwear uh, that's, uh, that's what I sell right now, but I'm actually transitioning more into avant-garde pieces. So I've got kind of both right now that I'm, uh, creating and selling. Um, and that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. And what's a typical day like for you? <laughs> typical day. I don't think there is a typical day for an entrepreneur. <laughs> I know at all, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, ideally, like the ideal day for me (laughs) would be, um, you know, I get up at 630 every morning with my kiddo, get her off to school. And then I have my uh, coffee time from 730 to 830. And then from 830 till 230, when I go and get her, I just either, you know, create new pieces, talk to clients, um, sketch out 
new collections, go collect fabric or talk to uh, fabric dis- distributors and you know, just it all it's all it all varies but ideally working from 8 30 to 2 30 without an, any interruption would be the ideal day <laughs> uh and then I pick her up and then it's mommy time and then when she's in bed at 8 30 I hustle until 2 3 4 o'clock in the morning and then back back to sleep and back up mm-hmm. at 6 30 starting it so, all over again yeah and how long have you been a full-time hustler uh, well, actually not very long. Um, I, you know, I did have a children's line that I did full time for five years. And mm-hmm. then uh, I quit that three years ago. And it just became too much like dealing with bridezillas and moms and all that. It was too much. It just wasn't for me. Um, but I mean, I did get, you know, I, I did do pretty well with it. I did go international with it. And that was pretty cool. Um but then after five years, I was burnt out. And so I decided to join corporate America again. So I did corporate America all up until August of 2018. So I was doing my corporate job along with my women's line that I've been doing for three years. And then I decided no more corporate and just um, do my women's line full time. It, it started becoming more demanding where I needed to do this full time and not both at the same time. So since August of 2018. And what does that feel like for you? Like in that moment where you're working in corporate and you're doing this on the side, what was the moment that you're like, okay, you know, I think I'm ready to do that full jump or full leap and do it um, as a full time thing instead of doing it on the side? Um, the moment. <laughs> I think the moment was when I could pay all my bills and put money in savings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was the moment where I'm like, okay, I could let one go. Like, I mean, it starts really taking a toll on your sanity and your happiness when you try to juggle two things. And I absolutely knew that my heart and happiness was not in my corporate job. It taught mm-hmm. me a lot because, I mean, I was a boss. Um, I was a executive director of operations. Um so I did do big things and it taught me a lot that I actually incorporate to what I do now, but it did make me happy working for someone else. Like that's just not what I do. Um, but yeah, the moment that I knew that, you know, I could pay all my bills, travel to Europe and put money in savings and buy myself diamonds and buy a new car. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can let one go. So you're working full time and you have this job. What skills were you able to bring over from your full time job from when you decided to go into fashion full time? I think a lot of times we talk about, you know, taking the leap and doing this and redirecting. But there are so many skills that you can take from corporate America and bring over to your hustle. And I don't want us to discount those skills that we can bring over. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, when I did my children's line, I started out doing it just as a hobby and just because it was just fun mm-hmm. and I didn't take it serious. Like there was no strategy behind it. So I didn't care if I made it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just happened to do something that people liked. And when I first started out with wanting to do my women's line three years ago, when I first launched my runway show, I still had no strategy. Like, there was, there was no business plan behind it. Um, then there became a turning point where I'm like, okay, 
you need to get serious with, do you want this just to be a hobby or do you want this to be a business? And when I decided that I want this to be a business, you know, the, the operations side of things is so, so crucial because, you know, operations goes to every single department um, that comes with, you know, how your flow goes, how you, you know, manage your money, your timesheets, your, your scheduling, your, um, even how you uh, email your, your customers by setting up even generic, but personable emails to cut down on time and, um, even how you speak to customers, your sales pitches. Um, I mean, when there, I had to go through a lot of uh, corporate training and they say that, you know, there's a certain, what do they call it? Like corporate strategies that are time and time again, proven strategies. Like they're true. Like they, they work for a reason for every single um, type of company. And, so I think the main ones that I really incorporated was the time management, which is very crucial. Um, when it came to spreadsheets and documentation and uh, having accountability for every single penny that is spent. And um, even when it comes to development, that's really crucial. Um, and when it came to how I spoke to customers through email, uh, that was a really good one to incorporate. And even I actually, it sounds kind of strange, but I actually had to go through a, a body language uh, training. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually helped me a lot, a lot. Um, and her name is, I think her name is Jen. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, she's this amazing lady. Um, but she taught us like things to look for when it comes to customers and stuff to see if they're interested or if they're kind of losing interest and how to bring them back in just by their body language. So that one actually became like a really good one, especially with like events and stuff when I'm talking to people. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one to incorporate into my business. And knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would have done differently from when you were first starting out? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that um, when you are an entrepreneur, pretty much like 99% of your people in your life don't respect your time. Like they just think that you're, what you're doing is just a hobby and they don't take you serious. And because of that, you know, they won't respect your time. So people always try to text you and call you and want to hang out with you or always interrupt your flow and like your hustle and, and your business time. And if I could tell my old self is be strict with your time. When you're working, you're working it's not playtime. You can't do whatever you want. You have a set hours, set business time. And I mean, in the long run, five, 10 years from now, or back then, 99% of those people won't even be in your life and you wasted all that time. Mm-hmm. So. And where, was there a moment when you saw maybe your clothing on the runway or got your first international order where you were like, wow, I'm here. I'm doing this. This is really happening for me. Was there a moment that happened that gave you that feeling? There, there is and was, is mm-hmm. <laughs> there is. And unfortunately I can't even talk about it <laughs> because I did sign a contract, <laughs> but hopefully everyone will be able to see mm-hmm. when, when it comes out. 
<laughs> okay. So, but there is some really big things in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, yeah, when that started, I was like, I don't know if you can cuss on your podcast, but I was like, oh shit, that's what me? Like, yeah, <laughs> y'all are interested in me? <laughs> like, you want me here? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that I think this it's it's happening now actually that that's this awesome. has been the moment yeah yeah that's awesome and then I believe there are no losses just redirection is there a perceived loss that you experienced that now you can see it was just a shift or a pivot into a different direction uh for sure um let me see hmm. you know I'm a really big podcast fanatic uh, most people know that <laughs> um I actually had listened to one um by Rachel Hollis who's another one that I listened to and she said that um failure is not failure it's just collecting data and so that's how I see it whenever like I design something like does it resonate with people does it not does it resonate with me does it not um and so I think some of the things that gosh (laughs) you know I think when I first started out doing women's I wanted to be extra girly with it and I don't know why because I've I mean I think I'm pretty girly but I'm in like girly in a uh, unique way like maybe more of like a Lady Gaga kind of unique way like she's girly but like she'll wear like a like a 10 inch bow instead, you know? And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that was like one of the times that I was like, I needed some redirection. <laughs> but besides that, I really don't think there's really ever been, I mean, I feel like everything that I've done from the beginning with my women's line has led me to where I'm at now. And so I don't even see it as redirection. I feel like it's all just been, going all in the same direction it's it's all leading me to where I'm at now so beside that really girly stuff I tried that was that was just strange (laughs) (laughs) and how do you celebrate your wins when you have those moments of those contracts and you're like wow me like all those different celebratory moments that you experience how do you celebrate those I'm really big on celebrating moments um really big on them I no longer drink. So I used to celebrate drinking, um, going out with your friends, you know, and, you know, popping champagne bottles. Uh, but I don't do that anymore. And I don't celebrate with food anymore either. Cause now I'm, uh, loving my body and my health. Um, so, uh, this is probably not the healthiest thing. So now I go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrate by shopping and I really like to um, get together with my true people, you know, my day ones. Like, I feel like I don't reach out to, you know, just anyone. I only reach out to my day ones and I like to get together with them because I feel like that's, those are my people. Those are my genuine people that are genuinely going to celebrate with me. And not just celebrate just to, you know, ride this train while it's going, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just like to get together with them. And then we we go shopping. And I don't know, I just, I just like to feel their presence and their love and just being around them. Even if we don't even talk about my win, just being around my people mm-hmm. is 
is me celebrating. Have you felt like your day one shifted or changed as you've experienced just growth in life and growth in your career? Yes and no. I feel like I may have made people my day ones that I kind of always knew weren't my day ones, but I wanted them to be my day ones. And in the end, I always knew who they were and weren't. Um, And for sure right now, this is, you know, I think for a long time, I've, I've been praying to God for him to show me who my real people are and who, who aren't, Um, especially before things get bigger because I know then I'll probably be more confused on who's really there for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, I mean, it's like, like a tornado. I mean, people are just being ripped out of my life. Um, But not in like a, like a, it's not in like a tragic way or anything. It's more in a, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you're out of my life. Like it's no hard feelings. We just stopped talking. So yeah, they, they, the day ones definitely have shifted, but it's all, they're people I've contemplated from from the beginning anyways. I've always had mixed emotions anyways. So, um, but yeah, I mean, truly, it's it's the people I've known for 10 plus years. They're the people that are still there. They may not understand my career. They may not even, actually, none of them are into fashion. But they genuinely celebrate me and they genuinely love me. And I, I can't ask for anything more than that. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're experiencing those moments and you're um, losing people or not even losing people, but they're being taken out of your life, do you go through any moments of doubt? And if so, what keeps you motivated or keeps you moving in those moments of doubt and confusion? I think they did before, but now, um, now they don't. Um, I, I, See, it's, it's strange. It's so strange. So uh, how do I put this without being, okay, I'll just put it like how it is. So I've never been a religious person. And back in August, I found God for the first time in my whole life. And since then, um, these people that are no longer for me, don't bother me like at all. Um, because now whenever I can see that these people aren't for me like I just think okay whatever the purpose is it's to protect me and I just Mm -hmm. tell myself that and and I'm good with it like I don't try to force people to be there for me I don't force people to want to communicate and I think another thing that I had to learn over time though is that um, for a while I used to beat myself up and think oh I've been so busy I haven't reached out to so and so and and I haven't heard from them. They probably think I'm a horrible friend, but I've been so busy. But then I started thinking the phone works two ways. They haven't reached out to me. I haven't reached out to them. They could have done the same. So why am I beating myself up when they haven't done the same? So mm-hmm. I just I just let it go. Like if it's if it's not worth it, it's not worth it. I, I just don't try to force anything. For, for the people that truly love you, like they'll – like, like my, my best friend, April, if I don't hear from her in two days, I'm like, what do you need? Do you need me to come over with wine? Do you need a cry session? Do you need to go shopping? Like what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I don't let her go too long because I love her so much. And if your people are really for you, then that's what they'll do. And so I just, I don't sweat it when people aren't there for me anymore. Cause I know what I'm worth, you know? Right. Definitely. 
And do you feel like with your faith, your newfound faith and religion, do you feel like it's changed the way that you hustle? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've definitely, um, I've definitely lost a lot of people because of it. I know that religion and faith and all that is not a big, it's, it's not the cool thing to do. And I think it was very unexpected from me because uh, I've been more of the, I'll do whatever I want uh, whenever I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do whatever I want. It's just, I just don't have a desire to do, I don't have a desire to, you know, take shots of tequila anymore <laughs> but I'm also in my 30s and that shit hurts now <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah I think that it's um, made me more humble or at least I'm trying to be more humble I've kind of always had a temper um, and I'm trying to control that now and I think that it's really helped a lot with that. And that's also helped with my business. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess before, like, if someone, you know, disrespected me or something, even when it came to business settings, I would, I just wouldn't take it. But now I, I pick and choose what's important and what's not. And, and I know that's, I wouldn't be that way if it wasn't for God at all. So that's definitely changed my hustle in that way, 100%. And with all the lessons and the wisdom that you've picked up along the way, what advice would you give someone who's currently trying to do what you do? Advice. Jeez, there's so much advice. Um, I would definitely say um, find a mentor. A mentor is very important. Um you definitely want to find people who have, who are ahead of you in their career and learn from them Um, get rid of people who aren't doing anything in their life. Um, They will just keep pulling you back. You just need to keep going with people who are going to keep lifting you up. Um, I just, I can't express that enough. And if you have to only get four hours of sleep, get only four hours of sleep. Um, it's just, it's the nature of the game. This is a hustle, you know? Uh, we didn't get in it to sleep. So. <laughs> uh, yes, I would say, yeah, get rid of the people pulling you back. Get Find a mentor. Connect with people that are lifting you up and inspiring you to do more and learn to live with no sleep. <laughs> That's the struggle right there. (laughs) Sleep cycles. And can I just add that in some days you're going to sleep all day and not feel bad about it. Don't beat yourself up about sleeping all day because, you know, the next day you're going to be up with these crazy hours. I know. That's right. It's it's a weird cycle. Mm -hmm. Definitely is a weird cycle. And what are you currently working on or what do you have coming up? Yeah. So I've got a few things coming up. Of course, there's that one big thing I can't talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do have a few runway shows. I've got um, Food and Fashion, which is here in Dallas. Randall White is the creator of it. He's an amazing man. Um, Food and Fashion is a fundraiser charity event that um, raises money for Dallas schools for to keep the culinary classes going for students. 
And basically what it is is a runway show where designers partner up with restaurants and Mm -hmm. we have to design outfits completely out of food and materials from restaurants. And yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of unique stuff. Um, And, you know, we even get hair and makeup and they do the same and they, you know, do stuff out of the food and accessories and stuff like that. And there's auctions and stuff there. And, uh, you get a lot of high-end crowd there, too. So it's it's a, a lot of press also. It's become – this is the third year they've done it. I was with them the first year they did it. I didn't do it last year, but I'm doing it again this year. And it's just, like, a really good event with really good vibes. So that's one that I'm doing. I also have Diffa coming up in March also. Um, Diffa is a fundraiser event to – uh, raise money for the cure for AIDS. Um, it is a pretty expensive event though. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Every year they have a different theme this year. It's Futuro. So everyone's going to be dressing up futuristic and it's just like a, I don't know how to even explain Diffa. If you, <laughs> it is just an insane event. I mean, they've got a runway where they, you know, they have designers that, design coats and I have a coat that I've uh, donated for auction that will be there also they'll showcase and there's performances and it's kind of like a circus Broadway I don't know it's it's crazy last year they had (laughs) someone from some singing competition there and there's celebrities that go to it and it's just an amazing event um so that's coming up that um this will be my second year, a part of that. Um, what else do I have coming up? Goodness. Um, oh, I have Mad Hatter Tea Party also. Uh, that's coming up in April, though. That one is at the Dallas Arboreum. That one actually raises money for a women's garden that is at the Arboreum. It just keeps it going and, you know, money to keep it alive and stuff like that. And that one's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, too. They that one's a different theme every year also. Um, so I have a few clients that I'm designing for this year. It's, I believe the theme is something like through the golden ages or something where it's just, you dress up like different people from Hollywood. Mm. Um, yeah. So that one's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm doing that one and the springtime is just like crazy for events. Cause everyone's like done with the you know cold and I know right gloomy and it's just it becomes insane for when it comes time to making stuff for everyone so um yeah so those are the three major ones I have coming up so that's awesome and so then this part of the podcast is called just the real deal behind the hustle moment which is a couple of questions that gets the listeners a deeper dive into who you are mm-hmm. and so how do you define self-care and what does that look like for you So self-care definitely is mental and physical for me. Um, Every morning, uh, I I mean, just I I have to every morning listen to um, whether it be a podcast or online um, church service, um, I have to get my spiritual cup filled up. Elevation Church is one of them that I listen to. Oh, yeah, I love them. He is the pastor there is just, I feel like he's 
I feel like he's one of my people. Like, I feel like he's, you know, he's one of those guys that, like, I mean, he tells you to slap your neighbor. Like, who does that? Like, I love that. Like, <laughs> you know, and I feel like he would cuss and, like, it'd be okay. Like, he doesn't condemn you for, like, being who you are and, like, right. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, he makes me feel good. And so I'll, I'll listen to a podcast, like, Girl Behind the Hustle or <laughs> uh, Elevation <laughs> Church, you know. So I, I definitely have to get that filled up because, you know, I'm still new to – taking care of myself on the inside and so you know the old me is still coming up so I've got to make sure I I get this under control and um also as basic as this sounds I mean if I can even shave my legs once a week I mean I feel like that's self-care <laughs> <laughs> between being a mom and working full-time um for myself I mean self-care is definitely getting a good shave and I feel like I'm put together if I have shaven legs <laughs> I understand I, swear, I don't know the last time I shaved my legs so I'm like I'm pausing and I'm trying to go in my head I'm like when did I shave legs you know I actually tried to shave my legs this morning but then my shower turned cold on me and I'm like okay I'm just well it's just not gonna be today it's not gonna be today Literally. So. And what's a quote, a verse, or a mantra that keeps you encouraged? Yeah, so one of the, one of the big things for me is I used to hate to disappoint people, and not only disappoint people, but also miss an opportunity for myself. And so I used to just when someone asked me to do something, I would just do it. You know, do it for the you know, just to get out of the house, to do something to, for my, my business, something. But a lot of times I would get this gut feeling that was telling me not a good idea. And I wouldn't listen to that gut feeling. And in the long run, it always turns out I should have listened to that gut feeling. So I don't remember who said this, but I did hear it on a podcast, but um, she said, uh, and now I live by it if it's not an automatic hell yes, then it's an automatic hell no. And I live by that now is an opportunity comes my way and it automatically doesn't say yes in my head. It's going to be an automatic no. And mm-hmm. it has just transformed everything for me because of it. Um, yeah. So that, that is a big one that I live by now. And then what's a tool or an app or something that helps you manage your life work that you couldn't live without? Oh, um, mm, I am always on my Mac. Um, I would say Office 365 for Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, There's so many apps on there. My OneDrive on there, my calendar on there, my email course on there. Um, Another big one that I use too uh, is peoplemap.co. That's how I actually go through Instagram with that one. Um, that's actually a really good one. It's only like 20 bucks a month, but it's well worth it for uh, especially entrepreneurs or influencers that are wanting to uh, gain more engagement and true followers. So that is a big one that I'm, um, I'm a really big, big one on. Um and Google Calendar, too. I kind of use two calendars. So Google Calendar, Office 365, People Map Co., and uh, OneDrive. 
is kind of my life right now. And fill in the blank. My name is, and one truth about the hustle is. My name is Parker, and one truth about the hustle is only the true OG survive. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is, it's for the fighters and the underdogs and and the leaders, and we're the, we're the true OGs. If, if you're not willing to put in the hard work and um, keep it moving and get what's yours and demand respect, and you're not going to make it. But if you're one of the OGs, you'll make it. It's, it's the only way of living we know. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with our listeners. Let them know how they can connect with you online or offline. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my website is theparkercompany.org. Uh, that's still developing, but it's up. There's different things you can find on there. Uh, my email is parker at theparkercompany.org. My Instagram is parker, parker, but there is a period between the E and the R at the very last parker. Um, yeah, and that's me. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, Parker. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. You. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. So here are my top takeaways from my conversation with Parker. Find a mentor. Find people who are ahead of you in their career and lean on them. Get rid of people who aren't doing anything with their life. They will only pull you back. You need to keep going with people who will lift you up. If you can only get four hours of sleep, then get four hours of sleep. This is the nature of the game. This is the hustle. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can connect with Girl Behind the Hustle on Instagram or Facebook at Girl Behind the Hustle by email at heygirl at girlbehindthehustle.com. And if you want to subscribe and become a part of our community, check out the website at girlbehindthehustle.com. Until next week, hustle and grace.